Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Women in My World. I am thrilled today. I have a dear friend with me and someone who is always walking alongside of me to encourage me and also empower the projects that we've been putting out there uh, through the Women in My World and through some of the books and things that I've done in my world. But Nicole Crumbly is here with me today. I cannot wait for you to all meet her and hear some of the incredible things she's doing, but I'd love to share a little bit about who she she is. So she's an experienced publicist in the faith-based marketplace, and she has honed in her communication skills, working on campaigns for hit movies and best-selling books. Some of her prior work has included projects with Sony Pictures, Universal Pictures, and the Kendrick Brothers, Karen Kingsby, Dr. Tony Evans, Jeremy Camp, and many more. From securing media interviews and placements on Fox and Friends, the New York Times, and People Magazine, Entertainment Tonight, and much more leading to numerous publicity campaigns, she has an extensive list of media contacts and in the mainstream and faith media. In her spare time, Nicole loves catching up on pop culture and spending time with her family and friends. And so, and I love that I get to be included in that. Welcome to the show, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited you're here because we're going to talk this time a little bit about the publicist side of it and the things that you're doing in that side of the world that we haven't even talked about on the Women in My World yet. And so I am thrilled and I know that the listeners are going to be really excited and uh, encouraged through all the things that you're going to be sharing with them. But the way we always kick off the show is by asking the question, how do you define success? Yeah. So, man, when I first read this question, I really had to pray about it because I think success has looked so different to me over the last few years. And it's it wouldn't be what I thought it was a few years ago, right? Mm. So I feel like I've just learned so much that I've really learned that trusting the Lord is probably the biggest thing and kind of the key of behind success, but especially in the work that I do, I am constantly um, pitching different people and trying to secure the best placement or the best interview. And it's really easy to define my biggest get as my worth. And mm-hmm. think of that as like, that is success in my book. And I've really had to learn that success is really just you know, putting my all into something, trying to do excellent work in this industry that we're in. And as long as I'm content with whatever outcome that is, I really see that as success. Um, And so I've really had to get to a place where I'm okay with that because Mm -hmm. I am a kind of person that really loves to go above and beyond. And I'm zero to 100. So I'm <laughs> in between. And so it's a daily struggle and something that I have to really, you know, lay down my pride every day to kind of redefine what success looks like for me. Mm. Um, but yeah, I would say trusting the Lord is probably, if I can get to that point in anything, whether it be my work, relationships, whatever it is, I really think that um, that is how I see success now. 
No, that is so good. And I love that because what you do in the industry is you're always hyping somebody else. And what I mean by that is you're talking about all of kind of the accolades of this particular individual. You know, you guys have such an incredible roster of people that you work with uh, at Epic. And, you know, they have so many gifts and talents, whether they're working on movies or whether they're, you know, published authors or huge ministry leaders or musicians, whatever that might look like. And you're hyping them to the fullest extent to sell them, I guess, in so many ways, right? So as you're doing that, that's really interesting. I've never even thought about that as you're pushing somebody else's accolades up the the food chain, so to speak, to get them sold, to get that next interview booked mm-hmm. or sitting there. How does that work with you? Because I love, we're going to talk a little bit about this because that's something really interesting to me, what that does to your own psyche as you're sitting there going, okay, God, I've just pushed out, you know, so-and-so who has all of these credits behind their name. What does that look like for you? And how do you continue to press forward so that you don't get wrapped up in all of the titles and things that you might feel like you're not doing. Yeah, I love that. I think one of the great things about the work that I do is I work with with really great people. Mm. And I work with projects that I really believe in. And I don't know if I could do this job with projects that I didn't believe in. And I didn't, mm. that we didn't, you know, align with that kingdom mindset. And so it is, it can be really difficult. And like I said, it's really just dying to myself and my pride every day and trusting that the Lord is going to get this person where he wants them. And ultimately he is in control of the project or the person's path. And while I have the great opportunity of being a part of that, and get to be kind of in the weeds in um, in the background of that, really kind of pushing them along. It's an honor um, to be able to do that, and that's probably one of my favorite things about this job is that I get to highlight these really important people like you in all of these projects that even you're attached to, and ultimately people are going to be saved from that, and so. It really is a repositioning every day, whether um, it be in the morning, you know, just trying to give the Lord whatever it is that's going to happen that day. Um, But it's really hard because I really want to do the best work and I want um, to, you know, land the biggest interview or the biggest Mm -hmm. placement. But really, I just have to remember that the Lord is in control and that's honestly sometimes the hardest thing to remind myself because I'm an eight on the Enneagram and control is not um, <laughs> don't like giving up control. So it has really been such a refining process of yeah. the Lord working in me. And I never thought that he would work so deeply in me mm-hmm. through work. Um, and teach me so much about myself that I never thought was even possible. (laughs) I love that though. I remember, and you know, Joe Battaglia, a dear friend of all of ours, and he's such a wise man. And I remember sitting with him in New York and Claire Uriah Lee, who is my producing writing partner, was sitting with me. It was just the three of us. And I'll never forget him talking um, to us about, you know, 
she, he said, he said to Claire, he said, you're, you're like Aaron where you're helping to hold up the arms Mm -hmm. of Sherry. And she goes through this process like Moses. And I thought that was the coolest thing because without Aaron, Moses would have dropped his arms and he Mm -hmm. wouldn't have been able to succeed in some of the things that he would have gotten tired and weary. And here God gave him, you know, Moses, this incredible, you know, Aaron to do this for him. And I think of you and the entire Epic team as you guys are these incredible people that are holding others' arms up so that we don't get tired because it really is a weary profession in a lot of ways. Because not only are you doing the same thing you're selling us, we're we're having to come along always and try to figure out how we're selling ourselves as well. And it gets, it does get really discouraging a lot of times. But I also love what you said, Nicole, is that you know, whether it's the biggest interview or it, maybe it's not, the reality is, is that God already knows the plan. And we think about that. I always think about that, even whether it comes to being a part of a movie or writing a book or whatever that looks like is it's not my job to figure out how it's going to sell or who it's going to sell to. Ultimately, it's just me being obedient to show up to do what God's called me to do and then put it into his hands to allow him to do it. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not going to work at what the process is, but the ultimate outcome is he already knew where it was going and what it was going to do. And so I love that. Really, really cool. Yeah. It's, it is a really cool industry to be a part of just Mm being aligned with believers. And, you know, it feels like everyone's kind of linking arms. Mm-hmm. And I love that there's just such a community um, in the faith space that we are all kind of fighting for each other and with each other and praying for each other too, because we all have the same goal at the end of the day mm-hmm. and that's for the world to know more about who Jesus is and mm-hmm. to save lives. And I, I love that so much. I love what said. It's so good. That's so good. So there, you know, I don't even know that I know fully to the extent of what you do day in and day out, but I know what, I know how you help me and what you do for me and, and it's amazing, uh, and the team that you work with. And so I would love for you just to share with the listeners, some of the stuff that you do day in and day out and what that looks like for you working as a publicist, uh, with so many of the people that, I mean, you guys have a roster. Do you know how many people you have on your roster now? Oh man, it's, it's a lot. I know right now we're working on probably 40 plus books. Yeah. Uh, and then probably five to 10 films um, that we've got coming up and that we've done this year. So we definitely stay busy, which is fun. <laughs> <laughs> There's no shortage of day time in the day, right? Well, tell us a little bit about what you do day to day and and how you get to interact with the people that you're working with. Um, we'd love to just kind of understand what you do and how you do it. Yeah. So our company, like I said, works a lot with books and film, but we also work with nonprofits and different companies that are very kingdom focused. But for me, I typically work with all of our films, which I just have such a passion for films and faith industry because I just, there is such a need and um, it it needs to be met just because there's so many people who walk into a theater mm-hmm. and they might not know who Jesus is, but they're in a theater and they're in a place where they may never think that they would come to know Jesus. So that's a little bit just about that. Um, 
But day to day, I am pitching media outlets, different media outlets, whether it be faith outlets or mainstream outlets. We're really covering all of our basis when it comes to pitching a book or a film or any kind of project and really trying to cultivate relationships with these media outlets to know that they can trust what I'm sending them. Mm. And so a lot of my time is really trying to get to know a lot of reporters and do research, especially on the people that we're working with, because we want to make sure that the projects we're working on, we're placing them in the right media hands. Mm. And so we never want to put anyone in a position where um, they're going to be surprised at a question that they're being asked. So we really want to make sure that, you know, they're being, um, they're with trusted journalists or a trusted interviewer or anything like that, whether it be a podcast, TV, online, radio, whatever it is. And so I'm constantly thinking ahead. I'm a very proactive worker and I like to try to do everything I can to make sure I'm covering my basis when it comes to any of my projects to make sure I'm getting every single outlet that is possible that's ever worked on a theme that is related to the same project. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when it comes to working with our clients, I really get to know a lot of the clients, which is one of my favorite parts of my job is really getting to hear the heart behind a project because that helps me sell the project to the media. Mm -hmm. Ultimately that is when I'm able to do that, that is also a level of success, you know, that I'm always measuring and stuff, but I just love getting to hear the heart behind our clients and why they wrote a book, why they wanted to do a film on adoption or on sex trafficking, just so many different things Um, and they're all just, they're going to save lives, which I just love that so much. Um, and there's a lot of other fast facets of my job, but those are probably the main ones. And I just love being able to be a part of the stories that we're getting to tell in a way that people might not, you know, see, see me in the interview. Of course, they're going to see the person, but I love being that just kind of supporter and, being able to encourage our clients to um, be bold in their faith, whether they're interviewing with mainstream or faith outlets. I love that because you really do step in and equip people uh, wherever you put them. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the media because we know that the media is such a huge topic today. (laughs) It's a hot button. And especially when we do go on to certain outlets and we're talking about certain topics, it can be a little polarizing. So I love that you're watching out for your clients and how that actually, how they can engage, but you're actually preparing them and helping them to develop a strategic plan to be put into these places, to have these conversations. You're listening to the Edify Podcast Network. We'll be right back. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. This is the Edify Podcast Network. 
Welcome back. I would love to hear a little bit about um, how God prepared you or how did you find yourself in this particular part of uh, the workforce or the industry or basically because, you you know, yes, you're in entertainment and media, but you're doing a different part of it. You're writing, you're cultivating these stories, you're, you know, tell us a little bit about how you found yourself doing this and was it something that God had always laid on your heart to do? Because you're a communicator basically at the end of the day. You are the communicator, uh, helping us to refine our ways of communication. Yeah, this is, I love telling this story because it truly just is a testament of how God goes before us and opening so many doors. So I always knew that I wanted to work in the entertainment industry somehow. I went to school for public relations, but to be honest, I never thought I would want to work in PR just because I in college, I learned about corporate PR. And to me, that was very boring. So I was something <laughs> a little bit more fun, um, which I definitely found that. And so I had always wanted to move to Nashville, Tennessee when I was in middle school and high school. And my parents were like, mm, you know, it's one of those dreams. We'll, we'll see if it happens. Of course, they probably didn't. I don't think they really thought it would. So after college, I ended up moving to Nashville. And I, when I moved to Nashville, I didn't have a job. I moved there on just blind faith that the Lord would open up doors. And I never had like this confirmation that like, you're going to have this kind of job. It was just go to Nashville and trust me. Mm. And so I did that. And I feel like those years that I was in Nashville, I kind of had my head down of, okay, I'm going to have blinders on. I'm just going to do what the Lord wants me to do. And I was there for a few years and it was really hard because I wasn't in the job that I wanted. And the Lord just started knocking down these doors. And it was, I honestly think it was um, obedience to the Lord of following him to leave a prior job and just go out again in blind faith and do my own thing. Um, And he just continued to open up these doors. And again, I never in a million years thought I would be here, but this is the dream that I've always had is to be in a role like this. And I'm so grateful that I'm able to have a job that I do um, because it truly is just such an answer to so, so, so many years of prayer Mm. and um, a lot of um, being obedient when I didn't know what the outcome was going to look like. And so I started working with a film company and then my boss, my current boss, we met and she kind of took me under her wing and hired me. And it's the rest is really history. Um, the opportunities that she has given me and the company has given me is pretty wild to think about. Like thinking back to when I was a little girl, I would have probably laughed if you would have said, this is what you're going to do when you're 30. And so it's really wild to think about that. And I'm just really grateful that the Lord has just continued to open doors. Um, and it just really goes back to trusting him, which is again, the hardest thing to do, but it just pays off so much 
Um, so I'm just, I'm very, very grateful for where I'm at and grateful for the opening doors that I never thought were possible to be opened. I love that. I think that's so often though, the one thing that we forget about, it's the obedience factor. It's just saying yes to what God has called us to and trusting in him faithfully to trust that he has our best intentions at heart. And if we're willing to say yes, and we're putting in the work and we're stepping out in faith, he wants to use us right where he is getting ready to place us. And I do think it's a really um, critical time for faith in our entertainment and media uh, across the board. And that even means influencers, you know, because I always say nowadays, if you have a cell phone, you're an influencer at some level, or you're creating some type of content, and you do have the opportunity to use your voice and your stories to to cultivate and share the message of Christ. So I think what you do is so important. How, now I know that, um, you worked with Lifeway also for a while before you came to work with Epic. And so, you know, do you see how, when you were with Lifeway, did you see the things that were, were training you up to put you into this place and this position that you're in now? Do you kind of see that, that mapping that the Lord did to give you that, that training? Yeah. And it's so funny to think about it because in those two years that I was at Lifeway, I, it was really hard because I was in a customer service role mm-hmm. where I was, ha- I was basically in a phone, um, like a call center. And I was really trying to make my way through Lifeway to, you know, customer service was not the goal. Um, and, but I learned communication skills. I learned how to talk to people who were not happy. Um, I also learned how to be calm in really what could feel like intense situations. Um, And that has done wonders. Mm -hmm. I really don't know if I would be able to be a good publicist without having those skills, because I really think one of the things that makes a good publicist is being able to be the calm uh, nature in a really kind of stressful situation. And I think that's really anywhere, you know, like when you learn how to manage um, people's expectations too, I think that is so helpful. But I, I never thought that being in a call center would teach me this such important work the skills. Yeah. The skill, the skills. Cause you're really, you are a customer service actually in what you do. You're really servicing the customer through all of the clients that you have and you're able to do, you're kind of juggling and trying to figure out how to, how to maintain this. And I think it's so cool. That's so often we forget about that. The Lord has this really well-defined and well that, you know, plan. And he talks about that through his word, you know, for the, I know the plans I have for you. (laughs) And so often we're in these, you know, situations or seasons of our life and we go, you know what, Lord, this is really not what I planned. And he's like, just hold on hold on, I'm going to take this and I'm going to use it for my good. Just you'll see it as you go into the next position and I'll be able to use this to glorify my kingdom and my name. And I love that because he really did set the precedent. He set you in a position to learn to be the best that you could be here where you're at today. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he also taught me how to, you know, because customer service representatives, deserve way more credit than they get. (laughs) 
<laughs> you can think that that's kind of the bottom of the totem pole in a way. And I really think that the Lord also taught me to be okay being there, um, which can be really hard. You know, like I think all of us are really trying to be the best at whatever it is that we're doing and climb the ladder, corporate ladder, whatever that looks like. But he really taught me it was a very humbling process. Um, again, because I didn't necessarily want to be there for as long as I was, but he continued to just humble me in that. And yeah, I think we all play a customer service role in some way because we're all touching someone in every every area of work, you know. So I think it's so important. Yeah, no, it's so good. And it's so it's so much to take our experiences to pull those into what we're doing and how to um, navigate that space. I, you know, I love that you, you know, here you went through communications and, and you went to college and it really wasn't where, you know, you're like, oh, I love doing this, but I don't like doing it in this realm. And, you mm-hmm. know, God was still working and weaving the pieces together until he puts you in this place. And because we are in such a critical time and space right now in our culture, Talk to us a little bit about two things. One, how you stay connected to the Lord day in and day out, because what you are doing is really, you're getting on the battlefield every single day. So how do you stay connected to him? And number two, what are some of the things that you're seeing right now in the media, especially for us in the faith and entertainment world, where we can be either a praying, how we can be really stepping out and supporting the people that God has called into these places, whether it's authorship or film or whatever, how can we actually support those people um, and encourage them? Yeah. So I would say the way that I'm staying connected to the Lord, it looks very different all the time. And I've had to learn to be okay with that Mm -hmm. just because I'm traveling a lot. I work from home. It's really hard to have a good routine when you work fully from home. So I really have to start every day with just open open hands um, and just really giving it to the Lord. And again, I'm not perfect. I am I don't do this every single day and I'm constantly trying to um, spend more time with the Lord, but I always go back to my favorite verse in Psalm. Trust the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll make your path straight. Mm-hmm. And I re- that is the verse that I cling to every single day, whether it be personally or with work. I love spending time in worship in the mornings. I really think that is a way that the Lord speaks to me and um, just trying to sit back and listen to him. Um, but starting my days off like that, it does a world of a difference when I do, um, but I don't because I see how I can get really worn down by mm-hmm. all of the things going on and kind of leading into that as far as supporting authors and these different projects that I'm working on, I would say probably the biggest thing, of course, praying for them is huge, but also making the next step and buying a ticket to go see the film you know, buying someone's book to support them, mm-hmm. those that helps them just continue to either stay in theaters or continue to writing, continue writing books. And I don't think that's talked about enough that, you know, everything we have is at the tip of our fingertips. Right. You know, we can get everything instantly. 
And we're all so used to waiting for something to come on your own TV, you know, like having Netflix just on the other side of the room is so much easier than going supporting something. Mm -hmm. And if you want to continue to see the faith industry in the media, we have to be a part of that. And we have to support that in ways that sometimes may seem a little daunting financially, but Mm -hmm. um, there are ways to go about that. And it's, it really, that is, that's the key. And of course, that's what we're always pushing in our interviews, you know, remind Mm -hmm. them to get your tickets, go buy a book. Um, But we're pushing that because we truly believe that these messages and these projects are going to change lives. Absolutely. And that's such a great point. I I know, you know, whether I'm part of movies or whether I'm writing a book or whatever that might look like, it's really very challenging, you know, to hear. It's funny. I remember hearing uh, from my publisher, they said, you know, I think it was like every 25th uh, review on Amazon pushes your book up to another level. Mm-hmm. And so what people don't realize is if they're not going out and actually d- purchasing a book on Amazon and they're not doing a review on Amazon, your book number one is being pushed down, right? right. So you could love these people and want to support them and love their message. But if you're not purchasing it and putting the Amazon review on there, the book is not actually getting going up and going out to more people to view it. And it's always really interesting to me that you hear people complaining about not enough faith and family content, or, you know, I can't even watch a commercial anymore, or I, you know, can't listen to music anymore, or, um, you know, there's this level of one convenience. And then there's this level of two that they're, it's almost like they're the consumer. They're not plugging into what they actually need to do to be supportive. Right. It's really interesting. It's like you need to actively support. You can't just consume. And so we can't continue to do what we're doing by spreading the gospel. It's kind of like the church, right? Like we need people to tie then or to support this is just as much as a ministry to share the message of the gospel. And um, you know, I I think it's really important for us to be to encourage, and especially to all you listeners right now, like, you know, if you have a favorite author or a movie, like, like you guys were just with us at Lifemark, Nicole, or there's so many other movies, faith movies coming out or series, you need to, you need to go out and purchase these items and then make your voice known for the product so that we continue to support these people that God has put in this position to go out and, and spread the gospel. Uh, and so often that is missed. Um, and so I, I think it's really important. I, I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about how you feel right now, because you are in the publicist side of it. You're working with people all the time. You're hearing about, you know, our movies going back to movie theaters. Are we going to stay with the streaming platform podcasts, obviously, like what we're doing to today have become, you know, really big. Um, Talk to us a little bit about where you think our entertainment industry is going as a consumer and how we can also, you know, be able to purchase these products and support, but also um, just where you see us going. Yeah, it's a really great question and something that we as a company are constantly having this conversation just because it's, a domino effect, you know, like um, how people, how consumers are responding to projects that we work on directly affect us as well. 
And I would say one thing I'm really grateful for is Fathom Events. I think they've done a really great job of kind of paving a new way for theatrical releases when, you know, a Hollywood studio is turning down a faith film because of what it's about, which is really unfortunate. And we all know that there is an audience that wants that content. Mm -hmm. And so I'm grateful for companies like that who come alongside these films and really push them in a new way. And, you know, it ends up doing as well or almost as well as it would if it was connected to a studio. Um, Of course, streaming is huge now. And I think, I'm not sure if I will ever fully be able to wrap my mind around streaming because it's just, it's always such a foreign concept to me. Mm. And, but I mean that we always have to be shifting with the times and learning new things. I definitely think streaming is just going to continue, but mm-hmm. I'm really encouraged just seeing even how LifeMark was in over 1500 theaters. Yeah, That is huge. Um, just the fact that we were able to have that after the pandemic, I think is really mm-hmm. showing one that there, again, there's an audience for it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think theaters are done. I think there, I really believe that there's going to be another wave of more theaters opening for faith films, because I know that they're always, you know, they have to decide if they're going to run a film or not. And so it's also a process of us praying for a lot of these theater chains to make the decision to carry a film because it could give them even backlash, which that's a whole nother conversation. (laughs) I know there's so many good things to talk about today. And I'm like, ah, you know, you just go, man, between what people don't want to actually even handle because it's so polarizing in today's culture and climate, right? It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's really sad that we've gotten to this point, um, but I'm grateful that we have so many avenues that we can go down mm-hmm. for releasing content and for people who are even being a light, you know, in these companies that aren't wanting faith right. products to be brought to. Um, there's really people standing up for that. Mm-hmm. And again, a lot of people also just realize there is an audience for this. It makes money. It really does. It does. <laughs> I'm grateful for the people who realize that also because so if we just make it accessible for people, yeah. the audience is going to back it up. And I, um, I'm just really grateful for those who are standing up for that in areas that, you know, we don't really think of all the time. There's so many uh, players in the field all the time. Yeah, no, and that's so true. I love that. Fathom was such a huge supporter of the Kendrick's last movie, Life Mark, that you and I were um, got to be a part of and the story in itself. And it's such a powerful, life-giving story that it was mind-blowing to me at the time that a studio that, you know, studios that they had worked with for a long time didn't want to touch it. And yet here we are today that we can see now that the Lord had something so purposed for this 
particular movie dealing with adoption and it being a true story based on people's lives that have been changed through the power of adoption and forgiveness. And I just thought, wow, what an incredible testimony, not only glorifying the Lord, but to the Kendricks and then to these Fathom events. Um, And so that, again, is a whole nother topic for us. But, you know, I know we're starting to wind down on our time together. And I guess I would just say, ask you, you know, a couple things. One, you know, if somebody wanted to pursue a career as a publicist, number one, what would you, how would you encourage them? And then number two, tell us something that you've encountered probably recently um, that's just been a really fun or funny part of your job or that you can share just with us that's really encouraged you or made you laugh, whatever that might be. Yeah. So for someone who's wanting to be a publicist, first thing I would say is get an internship somewhere. Um, Having as much experience as possible, um, you know, running press releases, making media lists, getting familiar with different databases, I think is a huge thing for anyone wanting to be in this industry. Um, And do your research, you know, look up some of the press releases that you've seen go out on any kind of faith uh, project and look at who is sending those out. Mm -hmm. And because a lot of times people can say, well, it's hard to know who's actually working on these projects when it's actually pretty accessible once you figure out how to find it. And so I would definitely just encourage you to do your research, start writing a lot because it's going to be a big part of your job and get to network, get on LinkedIn, look for people to meet um, and just see kind of how the Lord brings about just different connections. And I truly believe that if you are obedient to the Lord, um, he will open the doors that you didn't, that you wouldn't have been able to open yourself. Mm -hmm. And so put yourself out there, be willing to work really hard and not get any of the credit. Um, mm-hmm. which is one thing I would definitely, um, just really stress because, <laughs> yeah. this, you know, you're the one landing these interviews, but you're watching and you're just so proud of your client for doing their job, but mm-hmm. you have to be okay with not getting the credit. And that's not why we're in this too. Yeah. You know, we're not in it for a glamorous job. Yeah. Tell us something kind of fun. What was the last project you worked on that you just have a really, you know, quick story, quick minute or two story of, of something, you know, that either inspired you or made you laugh or encouraged you. Yeah. So last project that I worked on life, Mark, which we've talked about a few times, mm-hmm. um, anytime working with the Kendrick brothers is probably some of my favorite just because they're your true blue Southern guys that love Jesus and it's really a ministry for them. And I, I'm always just so grateful for any time that I'm able to be with them, but we were in DC for the premiere and there's just little things that happen where you're like, I need to mentally remember this and remember why I do this. So we, it was me, one of my colleagues, Alex and Steven and Kurt Cameron at the satellite media tour, which is like a, really, really long day of interviews. It's like seven to eight hours of interviews nonstop and on TV. Mm. So it's really draining. And it was the same day as the premiere. So I just knew that they were all going to be absolutely exhausted leading up to the premiere. And somehow they just made it so fun. They <laughs> their little game, their, their little snaps game, 
they just, they really tried to make it so much fun. And I was praying the whole day that the Lord would just give them the energy that they needed. Mm -hmm. And I saw that so tangibly and it just brought so much joy um, to me. And they probably have no idea, you know, like I am working behind the scenes, like making sure the interviews are happening and they're on the other side of the screen, just making jokes and making these little (laughs) hits and stuff. And it was just a really fun time. Um, And so it was just one of those moments I was like, I have to remember this and to know that like you can have fun while you're working. Yeah, and um, always kind of take a step back and see like how you can be included into that fun because if we're not having fun, like you're just gonna get so bogged down mm. um, in the mundane. And so, really, just look for those opportunities to um, see the joy around you because it w- it was just such a great day. I love it, and and that's so true. Like when you're doing what you love. And even though you're exhausted, and I do love that about the Kendricks, they are very unapologetic to say, we know where God called us. And first and foremost, it's a ministry for us. And that ministry really is for them is to make disciples and love on people and tell God honoring stories. And when they put that in that, that, but they're so funny. I mean, I'm, I've been on set now with them in a couple movies, you know, and worked with them and for months at a time and just being at, you know, different projects with them that they make me laugh all the time. And then at the next, you know, in the next conversation, we're talking about these deep, you know, theological questions and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and so it's just, I love it. I love it. And I love that you shared that moment about the Kendricks because they are, they are the constant in this industry. And, and I love that to stay positive, you know, to have joy in all things. Um, we'll tell everybody how they can support you or find you. And then I'm going to wrap it up and we'll, but we want to know how we can continue to support Nicole. Yeah. So I'm on social media, mainly just Instagram, Nicole underscore crumbly. And then you can also follow Epic. We're doing a lot of really fun things. Um, and we are on Instagram as this is totally epic, which is just really fun because I love <laughs> our company because honestly, everything we do is pretty epic. It um, is. It's fun to have such a, um, a loud name like that. And so you can kind of follow us and see the projects that we're working on. Um, and again, it's just, it's really fun to be a part of so many things that the Lord is doing, especially in the entertainment industry. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, Nicole, for being one of the women in my world and continuing to inspire and encourage and activate me as I go out there and do things. You really do continue to shine a bright light for me um, and always so willing to jump in and be along, you know, beside me. So I, I really um, appreciate that about you and Epic in general. I mean, they have made my life epic as well. So I love that. But I want to say thank you to you for joining us at the Women in my world and everyone listening I know that you have been encouraged today you've been inspired and empowered through Nicole's story and that you have walked away with lots of good nuggets of gold here make sure that you follow us um, on the 
the Edify app, download it, share it with another woman in your world who needs some encouragement today uh, and make sure to go on and follow us and become part of our community at thewomeninmyworld.org. You can also listen to us online at Spotify and Apple and we're excited about the season and what's to come. Some really, really incredible voices that are going to be coming your way as well. So thank you again for joining us today on The Women in My World. Keep going out there and changing the world and glorifying the kingdom. 